Today is September 16th. Can I do the dragon? You want to record? No. What? No. You said you wanted to. Now I'm alone? I'll be alone. This is recorded on September 8th. We reviewed... We reviewed the movie Shang-Chi... Shang-Chi... Damn. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I think my son just corrected me. How do you say it? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Hope that's right. Sorry, we maybe we butcher it. I was joined by um, your uncle Trey. You've never met him, but I love him. He's amazing. It's his first episode, which is awesome. We reviewed the movie. Spoilers everywhere, just right off the top, in case we yell stuff. So don't be surprised. Joined by your uncle Trey. Your uncle Ivan. Your uncle Ivan was on it, and we talked about it, the movie, Shang Chi, and then your guide Papa Greg. Papa fell in water and look. What happened? A dragon Mahopa. Well, there goes the spoilers. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, we give our thoughts on the movie. I think I could speak for the others and say you should definitely go see it if you can, if you feel comfortable. You know, COVID's still a thing. Oh, oh, what was that? What was that blue thing? What blue thing? In that water. Oh, we just watched the trailer to get him excited for it, but it's not coming on Disney Plus for a while. And then we could watch it. Oh, what in that thing? What was in the water? What do you think was in the water? A dragon. Oh, well, there goes spiders. All right, enjoy. Now can we do that dragon? What did I miss? Well, 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 oh, what's going on? What's going on here? SOS! No, no, it's Rogue. Oh, Rogue! What's <laughs> I get you confused with SOS so much. <laughs> I can't even. It's the beard, I think. Uh, yeah, you guys have. <laughs> SOS, is that me SOS. on your SOS. What's up, Rogue? What's up, Enigma? What's up? How you been? I've been good. I've been busy. Yeah. That's just been my primary focus is stay busy with work yourselves. Same for me. (laughs) Same. Still working. Uh, That's good. Working is good. Yeah. Working is a good place to start. And then uh, it was a new school year. So it was just super hectic getting used to new kids and whatnot. A life of an educator, right? Yeah. Or at least. Trying to to pretend to be one, that's been okay. The kids don't know the the truth, so that's just... true. <laughs> they don't know how unqualified I am, and that I have whiskey in my coffee. Are we drinking? I don't have anything right. You oh. can if that helps oh. you. No, I thought that's what you, I thought you said you were having whiskey and coffee right now. No, no, that's at work. Gotcha. Yeah, it's too late to drink now. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late right now. Uh, how you been, Sans? 
Cadence? Sans Cadence. No, 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 I'm your Sans. <laughs> no, Rogue's your Sans. What am <laughs> Wait, who are you asking me? Sans Cadence. I was asking you, but I was waiting for... Then I saw Cadence jumping on. So then I, I switched the question. Also, how are you, Cadence? <laughs> Dean, you go first. I'm good. I just got back from the gym. That's, That's how I'm doing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, uh, same same as SOS. I'm just kind of working, keeping myself busy, trying to do little tweaks with the new house here and there, taking care of the two pups. That's about it, really. Nothing nothing too much. Okay. Yeah, What's a tweak different. you're doing to the house? Just like trying to fill it, basically, because we didn't have a lot of money when we moved in. So, so a lot of it was empty, and we're just trying to like make it a little bit more homely. Oh, don't be house broke. I know, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I, I know we have like this new build house and then like there's nothing in there. <laughs> I mean, like oh, a kids. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> oh no. I'm trying to be a crackhead. Oh <laughs> yeah. god. Kate, how are you? I'm good. Um uh, like everybody else, just trying to work and working on the house and the no, um, crack house, yeah, yeah, yeah. This crack house of, of a hotel. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, today was my first day of working nine days in a row, so woohoo! Do this shit, fuck it up. Oh God! What are you doing a tenth day? Uh, no comment. I <laughs> said <laughs> off air. <laughs> A lot of sex. Okay. Um, Actually. Uh, oh. What? It's been a rough month, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It was super short notice, so thank you guys. We're reviewing the new Amazon movie, Cinderella. It's out okay. now. Well, bye, guys. No, come, come back. back. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, what's the worst movie I could say, right? Brandy's in it. Brandy's in uh, it. You can, um, you can stay, Kaden. <laughs> Talk about Brandy. How dare you? <laughs> shang chi uh so i thought of who are the most asian people i know and um that's where you I, was three. A, I was a third person which is strange which is strange now that i'm getting a really good look at you guys um my first question is um what were your expectations when you heard the movie was coming out and or when you saw the trailer I had a super low expectations. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I've been watching, you know, the the TV, sh- not the TV shows, Disney Plus shows. It has it hasn't been giving me that same feeling that the first, you know, up until Endgame, all those movies up until Endgame. And uh, I was gonna kind of, I was kind of thinking like, how are they gonna like match this energy, right? Like, how are they gonna match this icon, like these iconic heroes that everybody falls in love with over the span of ten years, and then you're just gonna kind of stop and then go off of these characters that they you know, secondhand characters to say like the, the least with all, even all the uh, like black widow coming out and everything like that, it just wasn't doing it for me. And I was kind of like, whatever, you know, it's, I'll, I'll watch it on my spare time or I'll watch it in the background. All that stuff wasn't, wasn't getting me hyped up as much as it was with the earlier movies. So that kind of dominoed into me not having really great expectations for Shang-Chi either. What was your second part of the question? <laughs> oh, when I saw the trailer. Yeah. Even when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be, a very, I thought it was going to be very empty. I thought it was going to be a, like the fight scenes were going to be just kind of there, similar to what's been going on. Like, how are they going to make it new? 
I just didn't see anything that appealed to me, whether or not, you know, even that whole side of being a full cast of Asians or anything like that. I was just, oh, another movie that will definitely fall to the back, like back of the repertoire of Marvel movies in general and the, the cinematic universe. So even after seeing the trailer, I was kind of meh about it. Um, I'm actually the complete opposite. I was actually very excited to see this film, you know, as uh, Rogue did mention, um, we got used to all these main characters, such as like um, Iron Man and Thor. They've become very household names. So I wasn't too familiar with um, Shang-Chi uh, and his backstory, except that it was Marvel's take to capitalize on a lot of the Kung Fu movies back then. I thought that was a little rocky pass, but hopefully I was expecting them to make it in a positive light, give it a good backstory and see, I was really curious to see how would a Kung Fu fighter be incorporated into the Avenger universe. So I was really interested in that because I don't know the backstory so much, but yeah, I was very excited. Um, the, the trailer definitely just lifted my, my spirits really high, just like I did with um, Black Panther. I definitely um, enjoyed it. It was, it was really great. Other than being skeptical in terms of how incorporating a Kung Fu fighter into this Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think that was the only thing that I was just like, hmm, if you really, really, really think about it so much. Because Shang-Chi, without the rings, he's just like Black Widow. They're just still human. We're used to... Very sexy. Um, the other Marvel universe um, characters who uh, utilize a certain form of element actually have powers oh, in Tony Stark because he has a suit. That's what, after piggybacking off of watching Black Widow, I definitely did enjoy it, but I can definitely see how Black Widow was not a fan favorite because she didn't have superpowers. You know, it would seem like a lackluster kung fu fighting than Shang-Chi, but I definitely did enjoy the fighting. Because it felt more realistic than actual someone putting on a suit or someone who has lightning coming out of a hammer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was very surprised. Um, I enjoyed it very much so. Um, it definitely brought me back reminiscence of Jackie Chan movies, using the elements, the surroundings itself to your advantage. Mm -hmm. So I can see it was definitely heavily incorporated with that. So that just brought joy to my to my spirits because I definitely missed enjoy watching Kung Fu movies with my father growing up and watching Jackie Chan. So I, I was very happy to see it. I was very happy to see Asian Persuasion in a positive light. I, I'd love to see this. So I'm here for it. Cool. Greg? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same. I remember when the movie was first announced and I wasn't familiar with the character. And so I was like, you know, at that time, like looking, <laughs> trying to look him up and see what, uh, you know, had been done in the past. And then I just kept coming across people and just like, yeah, there was a lot of racist stuff back in the comics back uh -huh. in the day. And so I was like, uh, we're going to see how this works out, especially considering with everything as far as in Doctor Strange, what they did, and then also with. Iron Fist. It's oh, like, God. okay, well, this, oh. is, <laughs> this is going to be really interesting to see how this goes. And so I just kind of pretty much put it out of my mind until the trailer came out. And then when the trailer dropped, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm all in. I was like, I think I was just, at that point, it was also just 
kind of like I was ready for something new in the Marvel Universe. It's like, okay, we've seen all of these other characters, you know, that have been built in and that have been, you know, established, but this is, you know, being able to actually experience somebody new. And so I was really ready for that. And as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm all in, pre-order this ticket now. And then, yeah, then I was like, but COVID. (laughs) So uh, I was just kind of like, I don't, I was kind of, kind of one of the things that I was wondering how it was going to perform at the box office because for it to go straight to theaters as opposed to like the Disney Plus, you know, premiere. So I'm, I'm glad to see that it did really well. Cool. I was very excited. Asian Marvel superhero. Then I looked up where he came from as far as an idea and a character. And I, I cringed and I thought, okay, maybe in 2021 we can, uh, maybe redeem or sort of uh, erase it a little bit. And uh, then the trailer came, and then, you know, the, the casting started coming out in the trailer and uh, Simu Lu, I love from um, Kim's Convenience. And that's, that's a man. I'm sure we'll get into that. That's a man. <laughs> and very curious to see how they do it. And I, I was reading an article earlier today, how the MCU and the, the studio, I guess, as a whole, doesn't really have an excuse as far as you know why there aren't more diverse superheroes i think it's been four years since black panther why is it taking four years for a diverse uh ethnically superhero to to show up um why is it taking it so long i was very nervous for how how this was gonna go and so my next question is and sos you touched on it a little bit is um what did you think overall about the movie we'll do overall thoughts first and then um, we could go into specific things we liked and didn't like overall i give it a 9.5 out of 10 I, I i loved it i enjoyed it i loved the flow of it they definitely incorporate a lot of marvel cinematic universe storytelling with old school uh, martial arts um cinematography as well i saw some hints of References to like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. a lot of good way storytelling, how it's, um, they do, and especially in, in China and how they captured um, the movements. It, it was just beautifully well done. It was just mm-hmm. beautifully well done, visually, visually stunning. I, I, I definitely loved it. I love the take on it, on an, taking place in modern times, in a in say. Mm-hmm. So overall, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It definitely fit right in to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think it just took time for them to incorporate a lot of these characters into the universe to see who are we going to add in, who are we going to just show snippets of and then never show again, who are we going to show... I I think it's very difficult for Marvel itself for so many characters. Mm -hmm. But you're right, if you look at every single Marvel list of Marvel superheroes, Marvel characters, you know, I I don't think there is that many uh, minorities out there. Mm -hmm. But I... Do you want to give them the benefit of the doubt? At least they're trying to do so. I mean, you got Black Panther, Shang-Chi. They also have the new Captain America 4, Black Captain America, might I add. So that's definitely going to ruffle some feathers. I think it, it just takes time with everything and in everyday life and society for change. Change takes time. And it takes time here in reality. It takes time in the entertainment. It takes time in social media. Everything just takes time 
and slow. And they did it very, very beautifully. Because if they would have came out this, if this was the first movie, it, I don't think it would be as big as it was. Mm. Because it had the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the fandom behind it, 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 it definitely carried that weight too. There was a high expectation. And the expectations was met. Yeah. I would definitely see it again if anybody would like to invite me. All right, you drive over here to Phoenix and then I'll definitely go with you. <laughs> Ivan? Overall, it definitely broke my expectations. I was very, I, I very much enjoyed it. There's a lot of things I can go into, like you said, we'll go into later uh, about the specifics, but I think it was even better kind of going into it with low expectations on my part. And then it ended up being this really great film. I wouldn't say there was a lot of, I believe, kind of copy and paste from, you know, for like a little bit formulaic, which is fine, but definitely out of like Marvel movies, top seven, uh, the Marvel, sorry, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I also think it was important to, I think when you, when you touched on uh, why did it take so long for like another diverse, you know, superhero to kind of come on the main screen. I also think it's kind of unfair for that to all be on Disney. Mm. Um, I mean, they're the biggest ones right now and, and it makes sense, but it's also, they, they have done a lot of progressive movements within, you know, even their animated movies and uh, everything else they're doing with their whole studio. But to kind of say like, I guess to put all that responsibility on them doesn't really not make sense to me, but I guess does I, I don't agree with the fact that they're even doing it in the first place is, kind of amazing to me so but overall great movie i would give it a i would give it a strong eight (laughs) just because just because i do see a lot of kind of shells of what is taken from different movies or what they've done in the past but there there are definitely very redeemable points on from coming from this movie so i'll i'll say that and my uh my wife is from china like straight out of China, <laughs> and she very much enjoyed it. No, like honestly, the, the, she's very. She's been here for the past ten years, and she absolutely loved it. And she related to it, and she felt like felt it really deep in her heart. I would say. Mm-hmm. Was she right there? Like what? <laughs> okay. Yes. She is. Hello. <laughs> yeah, she, she's right here. Sorry. Is it through those doors to get to Talo? Okay. I'll get into specifics about the yeah. movie when when we get there. But yeah. overall, pretty pretty good. Okay, Greg. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it definitely, I mean, I've only seen it the once, but I definitely want to see it again. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite MCU movies so far. I loved the casting. I, I thought the casting was awesome, um, even with Aquafina. Um, I, I have some issues with her personally, but that's just that's just me. Um, but even with her, I feel like she did a pretty great job. Um, but yeah, no, I loved uh, I loved the different things that were incorporated. Like we said, um, the casting to me was one of the the highlights. Even like the the flashbacks to like the younger years, and you know, you know, watching how the the family progressed, and you know, seeing how they interacted with each other, and or you know, the lack of interaction, should I say. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I would, if I'm going to give it a, a rating, I would, I'll give it, I would say a nine, but I'm going to give it a 9.5. The extra 0.5 is just because of, of Morris and, uh, Morris. <laughs> because of Morris. I, I did like how they, they did the, the callback to, to Iron Man 3 
because I, I remember watching Iron Man 3 and I absolutely hated it so badly. I was just like, like everything about the movie, I was just like, why? Why is this happening? Between the little kid and between the quote unquote Mandarin. And I was just, and then just the decisions that Tony made, it was just, it was a mess to me. But I loved, like, it brought that character back and was just like, oh, he's still around, just being held captive and he's still himself. But yeah, so without giving too much away, but. So yeah, that was the mistake that Marvel, one of mistakes mm-hmm. that Marvel did was introducing the Mandarin mm-hmm. and made him white and as an actor. Yeah. The, they received a lot of backlash because obviously um, Shang-Chi's father is the Mandarin. So that was his one of his nickname. But they, you turned this character and you did it like that into this way that nobody is like, it didn't make any sense. So that's why they had to, when he, I knew they were going to do this movie, that they had to bring him back to show some continuity that he was portraying a fake, you know, a fake Mandarin. And the real Mandarin was watching, which is who kept him. Yeah. So I'm glad that they brought that back because it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. Imagine they did it like a bad guy, very well-known bad guy, and they just flipped it. It's like, what? So I'm glad they were able to fix that and mm-hmm. tell that story of what really happened to Terry, the actor who played the Mandarin. Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, 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 who is played by Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good actor. Also played Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> sir Ben Kingsley. He's a sir. Sir, 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 sir. We were in uh, Tucson this past weekend. And so Serena's parents got to watch our son, uh, or at least like he was asleep. So they just made sure the house didn't burn down. We had pulled down the block and Serena's mom called and said, he woke up. What do I do? So we, I, I was like, don't go back. We're, we already left. Don't go back. And, Serena said, no, let's fucking go back. So we go back. We, we like read him books. We patted him to sleep. We were like, it took 40 minutes. And I, I figured it was 10, 10 PM at this time that we're not going to see this fucking movie. We, I've just lost my chance. And so she comes out she goes, we're going to see this fucking movie. And I go, fuck. Yeah. So we get in the car and she's just pissed. And she's sort of doing this out of like good partner obligation. And I love her for that. And we get the popcorn, we sit down and she's still annoyed. And maybe 15 minutes through the movie, she said, this is fucking great. And then it felt good. Like this, this thing distracted, like we went in, in the, with the worst mood. It was able to flip it. I'm so happy with how the movie turned out. I would love to see it over and over again. I would love to own it. We left the theater like past midnight, so of course we were we were tired the next day. But I mean, it was definitely worth it uh, to have gone through all that trouble. But yeah, now we can get into specifics. What what sort of things? Okay, here we go. I Real quick, we- sorry. The one redeemable thing about Iron Man three was when you thought Ben Kingsley was Mandarin, and he did, and he gave his monologue because that one scene where he's recorded, you know, what I mean, and it's on, it's playing on tape, and he's telling you what he did and. Like he's very stoic and straight faced. Like honestly, he did a really great job. <laughs> that was a very like kind of chilling speech. It was very well done as a villain. If they kept going with that, honestly, disregarding for me, like taking away the fact that 
who's playing him. I think if they kept going with that and didn't switch it up at the end, that would have been a very redeemable villain in that movie. Just really quickly. <laughs> so, yep. We're still defending Iron Man 3. In the... No, no, just that one part. No, we're defending. <laughs> That's no. Ivan's stance as the least Asian person on this episode. What are some things you, you enjoyed about the movie? We could even go into things maybe we didn't like, but it's always fun. Talk about things you like first. Do you want us to do liked and then disliked or all of like, us do liked let's, first? Let's all do all liked do... first. We could just shoot. We don't have to take turns. Simu Lu is a man. I like that Simu Lu is a man. I like that. So what I was talking about earlier about the movies in general, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe villains, they, they're, they're very hit and miss. Sometimes they're very empty. They're very, let's just make them evil in one movie. He, you know, doesn't leave an impression on you and very forgettable. Thor, Dark World or anything like that, like Killian. They're just very forgettable villains. I think the the backstory that they gave for uh, Shang-Chi's father was amazing. And it made you, again, kind of bring this almost sympathy and where you can relate to him. Like, would you do the same thing if you heard, you know, your your lover who's passed call out to you like what would, would you ignore it or like is he really evil or is he doing this because he you know what i mean i mean he, he had this kind of like very long run of quote-unquote being evil but when you saw him kind of flip and turn into this father figure with you know loving husband and and such and then going into the reason why he did what he did in this movie it's very gray it's not just oh he's a villain right that's what I really like is when they when they give these backstories, when they give this depth to to villains, and it's not just someone the the protagonist can defeat, mm-hmm. right? I like that. That was a huge, uh, you know, huge thing, huge priority for me on I, why I like this. But, I I saw someone throw up on social media somewhere that for Marvel's first Asian superhero movie, it's fitting that the main villain is someone who strikes fear in most Asian people a disappointed Asian father yeah. with impossibly high expectations for his kid. Yeah. I was actually going to say that that's even like, that's a super relatable thing, right? Like I relate to that. so Yeah. Much. When they dictate like how, like the decisions you make, even to what you grow up to be, that's still a huge thing. Like doctor and nurse uh-huh. lawyer. It's a, it's a very much relatable thing to, to portray, but on a more, you know, magical or powerful scale. Do you want me to keep going? Or do you kind of want to say one thing at a time? We can go, we let, go one thing at a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I definitely, um, I was, I was, I don't know if I'll misuse this word, but I was definitely triggered every time I heard the clinking of the, the power rings when dad came in the room and you hear that clink, clink, clink from the rings. I was like, Oh God, no. Like I was just thinking about just stuff with my dad. Who also had the 10 rings. Who had the 10 rings, the 10 Filipino rings. And um, <laughs> just no matter what I did, I was just not good enough. And so I was like, I totally get this. Like, just, oh man, it was, it was, it, it, there's that depth in that um, relationship between them that I think I can't really think of another. Killmonger is, is a really great villain is one that came to mind. Cause I think with a great villain is if you give them so much depth that you, you relate to them or even empathize, like, okay, I see, I, I see why you're doing that. Um, so I think that was really great writing for um, the dad. On that part. I mean, even Thanos, right? Like, oh yeah, there's arguments on why he could very much be right about mm-hmm. what he did. So I think when, when there's that line of, <laughs> correct, <Kate. laughs> I'm on his side. Doubled everything. No, I'm on team. No, <laughs> humans, humans would have fucked it up if he doubled everything. 
I would have been on team. Let's not bring everybody back. Well, depending who was gone, I guess. <laughs> is also. You don't no, no, no. I would... <laughs> I'm on team. Don't bring anybody back, even regardless of who. <laughs> even if it's me. Even if I'm gone, don't bring me back. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up somehow. <laughs> Trey, Greg, do you have what? What's something you you enjoyed? Well, on top of what um, Rogue said, I guess the showing some form of empathy to the antagonist of the story, an opposite of the protagonist. Great storytelling, great writing. Just like with Killmonger, you fell for them, you know? You know, you, you, you feel for them, you empathize them, you understand where they're coming from. You know, they're just not black and white. They're just, you know, and their deaths was just, it was kind of heartbroken, especially Killmonger, especially the infamous line he stated at the end. Mm-hmm. And when Wu, Shang-Chi's father, yeah, it was very sad. It was, it was very sad to see um, Shang-Chi and his sister looking back at his lifeless body. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know why that that, that part was so sad to see him like that. Because I it was like him, I hated him, but I empathized with him. And I liked the fact that because before you watched the movie, I thought it was just going to be just him versus his son for whatever reason trying mm-hmm. to take over. But there's much more. He wants to bring his wife back. If I was a son, if I was actually say yes, I want to bring my mom back. I would definitely be on board. Mm-hmm. But not at the destruction of her village. But of course, they had to add that on there to make, you know, yeah. there's always got to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, egg. great storytelling. I, I love the fact that they made the viewers fall in love with the with the antagonist, gave them some death, some story, being very empathetic. I, I Everything that Rogue has stated, really great. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, fighting. The cinematography yes. that is just amazing. It's just amazing. We have not seen that. That's mm-hmm. what Scarlett Johansson wish she did in Black oh. Widow. You know, just because they're both they're all Asian they're doesn't all- mean. <laughs> I think it has the best hand to hand combat in all the movies. I would probably say there's the. I mean, I guess you would probably argue there's not too much of that to compare it to. But I mean, my God, every every action sequence, I was out loud going oh shit like in this theater yes. I'm, I'm verbally Less CGI it was very real martial arts practice mm-hmm. the only thing that was fake was just the wiring and that was totally fine with it mm-hmm. but it was actually them flying it, it was beautifully well done it definitely reminisced of like I said Crouch Tiger and Jagged it definitely had a lot of the references to that I, I, I definitely enjoyed the, um, the fight team the choreographers who who choreographed all the fights. I uh, appreciate the cinematography of it. It was beautifully visually stunning. And I loved how they incorporated a lot of the spiritual animals who are just like Chinese uh, mythological characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had no idea, but it was great to see that like in real real life. So I'm sure anyone who grew up like Rogue's wife from Talo to see these creatures. <laughs> yeah, to see it on screen. Life, yeah. As we're on seeing the screen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, I was telling her actually, like the food dogs. Um, they're not called food dogs, uh, but in, in kind of in English, they are lion type animals. Like I thought, that was a really good interpretation of them. Um, she loved it too. So mm-hmm. when I when I saw the nine tailed, um, is it a fox? I thought of Lovecraft Country, <laughs> and so uh, I was a little distracted for a second. <laughs> I thought it was Naruto at first. <laughs> 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 I was thinking like, oh, are they Koda? No, uh, so that was a bit strange. Uh, Greg, what are some things you enjoyed? 
My grand big basically stole the words right out of my mouth. The the fighting. I'm not like, grand big. As far as the. <laughs> as far <laughs> the fact that I can't even see your face because your camera's off, they just randomly hear you. <laughs> oh gosh, but no, like especially like the um, the scene on the on the scaffolding. Yes. I love that scene. I love that scene, and I was just like, like Enigma said, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, I was just like, I found myself like sitting there watching it, and I was just like, "Because you know, there's certain movies where you watch them, and you're just like, even with, through the action scenes, you're just kind of sitting there, and you're just like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of predicted that. I kind of I see where they're going with this. This one actually like had me pumped up, and I was like on the edge of my seat. So I love that." I love the casting. I, again, I, I touched on that earlier. I, I loved the post-credit scenes, both of them. Mm. So yeah, I you know without giving anything away, I'm just I'm really excited to see where we can give it you know, all away. Can we? Yes. But I mean, did you did you warn people? I, I'll put a warning. Okay. Right <laughs> now. Like, I don't, the spoiler. Okay. Alert. Okay. Well, no. I'm I'm excited to see where you know where things are going. I want to see where the beacon is actually you know being shot out to, uh, and then you know the the fan art that you know the people have just been making, like this right here. I don't know if you can see that. See the yep. There it is. Canadians, we're in an audio podcast. <laughs> so, you have to describe you, it. You have to describe it to them. You, is what I'm saying. The three of you. Well, I'll send it to a nigga. He can just make it the thumbnail for the episode. Perfect. Uh, That's perfect. <laughs> and, uh, what yeah, a man! Once, once again, he's he's a man, and I was just like, oh, okay, like the scene where he's fighting, and she's just like, where, where's your shirt? I was like, you don't need to worry. You about don't need. That. It. We don't need that. We don't need that. We're just gonna here and admire for a few seconds so yeah the comedy too i i enjoyed him more with the going back and forth with aquafina even even sort of the loving moments with michelle yo his his auntie who's just gorgeous no matter how old she is what in the world and just a great actor but him and aquafina had really good chemistry together one scene is like they're in the airplane and they say we've run out of chicken do you want beef or vegetable or vegetarian. Uh, we they both want vegetarian. Actually, we don't uh, have that anymore. So, what would you? A beef, I guess, because that's all. That's all you have, right? Like, and and then for you, sir, what you you only have beef. <laughs> but um, the two of them are were really great to me. Their their chemistry together. Agreed. The dude on the bus recording the the fight. Oh me? Like, yeah, I you know. <laughs> oh, shout out to Caden. <laughs> I. <laughs> I was watching get... it. I was just like, "Well, there I am." All That's right. That's why but... you've been in San Francisco for work. Yep. Sorry. Just been to film. Cats out of the bag. Yep. No wonder you didn't hit me up. Okay. <laughs> He's been busy. Oh my god. And uh, Shang Chi beats up the other four goons, and then Razor Fist comes out. He's like, "You got this, dog." And then he sticks the blade on his arm and he goes, oh, never mind. My bad. And he sits his ass down. I'm just uh, Marvel movies do a great job for the most part of balancing this action and comedy. So you sort of get little bits and pieces of, of entertainment as a, as a whole. Ivan, did you have more stuff that I liked about it? Yeah. Yeah. I got a, yeah. I got a couple of stuff. Go. All right. A couple of stuff. Mulan. <laughs> 
Okay, here's why. I think that um, when you're not speaking your native language, your nice. acting comes off way more noticeably, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you can tell you're trying to read from a script. That was a huge problem. Like, Mulan just was not a good movie in general. <laughs> but one of the big things is, like, it seems like they were just speaking from the paper, right? They were, like, saying the lines that they need to say. The fact that they incorporated so much Chinese in this movie and let people freely, like, act in their native language, it's a lot mm-hmm. easier for you to act, right? And so that was another thing that I liked about it is it just seemed a lot more natural. I'm not, I'm not going to say everyone was a good, you know, call on the casting because I did not like the sister and Razor Fist were too like oh, well. to me not great actors. But the like the father, Shang-Chi himself like just able to portray so much emotion and through their, you know, through the native language again it just sounds way more natural to me, which mm-hmm. I liked a lot. Mulan Shang-Chi <laughs> Ryan the Last Dragon <laughs> but that was that was a big thing that I I, I typed involved. I typed out a yay for subtitles because usually yeah, um, yeah. subtitles scare people away because I could imagine people going oh I have to read uh, but it was a good like 20 minutes of just good subtitles mm-hmm. and it was a good balance yeah. yeah and then throughout the movie too so I I really enjoyed that you know I guess the the production company is trying to let it let it be more natural let it be more diverse with how people are and not everyone speaks english or yeah. that's not their first language so that was pretty neat to see i don't mind uh subtitles another how- thing i like yeah, okay. go, ahead, no, go, ahead. Go, go, go go ahead no 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 go ahead um i was just gonna say it just because the one was saying it. um the set pieces i think were were really well referenced in the sense of let's just take a lot of them i guess just list them off right like san francisco Mm-hmm. You know, very like even like the Asian influence of that part of town. San Francisco has a huge Asian population, right? And so, really, <laughs> when I go there, I go to the right places. <laughs> There's a lot. Of- I work at Asian Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's why you three were brought to this episode. <laughs> the scaffolding, like you mentioned earlier, I think that like when people see that. It does reference a lot to, you know, a past martial arts movie that used to use that a lot. And when you see mm-hmm. high-rise buildings being built, it's, you know, it's kind of always prevalent when you go into any, like, major city. Like, it's a very iconic thing to uh, see when you're going to, like, an Asian city. The Even the father's hideout main base area was, like, a temple of some sort, mm-hmm. right? And then Talo was this very mythological Asian area. And it was just kind of like a lot of them had to do like it, they portrayed the influence well, and I think they were really well chosen. I also enjoyed uh, there were little moments that that just add depth to the movie when they're at the dinner table with the dad. The dad just caught him, and um, he says, "American girl," and then they say, "Well, her name is Katie." Okay, well, what's your your Chinese name, or what's your your natural or your born with Chinese name? name. Yeah, and. Um, he goes in to explain like why that why that's important, and I feel like if if it was in a di- the different hands of of a director or writers that didn't care as much, that scene would have just been cut out. But I feel like that added more to just culturally what it means. I feel or or even just adding a layer to these to these characters and this world because that that is an important important thing. And I had a, a student last year who's Vietnamese, you know, so I meeting the kid, I was like, what's the kid's name? And they said, Kyle. And I, the ignorant part of me was like, that's, that's not his name. What, 
I want to know like his re- like what name do you call him at home? Uh, they didn't feel comfortable for whatever reason to tell me that, um, and that's you know that's okay. But I, I really just appreciated that that layer of it. Uh, another scene as far as just the comedy was uh, when they're in the car waiting for the forest to open up, and Ben Kingsley is talking about why he became an actor, and he's talking about seeing Planet of the Apes and seeing that monkeys can act like they're riding a horse. And just the three of them, their face in the car, like, wait, so you think, yes, they ride those horses or they acted like they, they rode those horses. Um, the movie the movie took time to breathe. And even just the little flashbacks um, to the mom and the young Shang-Chi or even dad and Shang-Chi. I, I really appreciated that. And that, that, that gives like character development that is missed in um, lesser quality MCU movies. We can get into dislikes. <laughs> well, that, if, that's kind of if, what I was Okay. Let's go all to the that. above. <laughs> all of the... <laughs> as far as um, the dislikes... <laughs> don't get me started. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Mulan. Mulan. You did touch on it um, early on, Enigma. I like how they balance comedy, especially mm-hmm. bringing Aquafina. So I knew the comedy was going to be quite prevalent into this film. Definitely they do good balance. I didn't feel like her character was too much or not enough. I think it was just right balance just to bring some humor into Kung Fu fighting. I mean, because it, it can be very serious. Fighting is very serious. And mm-hmm. there were some dramatic moments in this film too as well. So you definitely go a range of emotions. You yeah, know, yeah. I definitely do enjoy Marvel in terms of telling the story as a beginning, middle, and end. And I want to go through these emotions. I do appreciate the balance of it. I do appreciate the amount of comedy, the amount of drama that was there, empathy, everything, all under two hours. So it was really good. And I yeah. do appreciate all the cultural references too as well, especially talk about what you just stated, how very important to know your Chinese name and going little tidbits about that, about the Chinese culture. I definitely enjoyed that. It gives a lot of understanding for people who are non-Chinese, non-Asian, to get some form of limelight of how is this important? Why is this relevant to the story? Because when Wu, he's a thousand years old. That's a long time. So he's, he's seen some shit. Yeah. He yeah. still look good. And he look, he, that's another man right there. Every close up on his face. I was, oh, hello. With being on the names, when, when they're on the airplane and he's explaining his Chinese name, Takofina. And they're, they're going through, like, how to pronounce it. My ass was saying Shang-Chi, the whole, like, I'm so excited for Shang-Chi. Woo! Like, Were you really? I really was. I didn't I didn't know. I even never said anything. Um, even I know it was Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're, I'm reading it through text. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you're pronouncing it wrong through text. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, Greg, you were going to jump and do your 15 dislikes about the movie. I really don't have that many dislikes. I have four. But probably you don't have that like, many, but you have many. No, <laughs> I have a couple. Probably my biggest would have been Razor Fist. Aww. What do you mean? It was just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, there was no... It was a bodyguard. I get that. Like, I get the context for that, but it was just kind of like, okay, so how we're introduced to you on this bus. We, we see, you know, you just stand up and you randomly have, you know, a machete coming out of your hand 
And it's just like, that was the the full context of him, except the car that they stole. <laughs> that, that was like, so there's no... So did you want to know about, like, where Razor Fist came from? You want to know I, how he I, lost his arm? I would have liked to have known something going in. But, sir. He's not like- it's the boxer from Creed 2. That's all you need to know. It's the oh. one he fights. Yeah. 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 And did he lose his arm? In I know. Creed I was going to say, the, you know? the boxer of, um, what's his name? Dolph Lodren. Yeah, up, yeah. Um, Ivan Drago. Lucky Babo. Yeah. Wow. These are all connecting. Multiverse. Okay. Very cool. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael Creed, B. Jordan. Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan was in Space Ivan Jam. Drago. Okay. Six degrees uh, of separation, man. Dream yeah, yeah. team, Toon Squad. Toon Squad. But I mean, Mulan, I get it. Squad. That there was no backstory to Razor Fist. It was already two hours and 12 like, minutes, Cadence. I didn't mean like, like a full on. It was just a mercenary. Mean, he only had like five lines. But that's my point. It was just like for, for somebody who's took up so much time in that fight scene, you would have thought like at least once they got back to the hideout. They would have like at least threw a you know like a throwaway line that have been, been you know something, but it was just kind of like oh, here's his tricked out car that has his name emblazoned on the side, and it was like what? Like he's a DJ on the weekends. I mean, sometimes less is more for the Ten Rings on the weekdays. Now he works for his sister, so yeah, Ten Rings continue. Yeah, Which so you would definitely might see Ten Rings again, the sister. They might battle. And Razor Fist. That's what they. That's what happens in the comics. Taser Face. Taser Face. <laughs> Razor Fist. Razor Isn't Fist versus Winter Soldier in a no arm fight. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, what? I don't know. I didn't like, and I, I get the giant CGI battle at the end with the the two giant monsters. I really just wanted it to end with. Shang-Chi and his dad coming to a resolution. I was cool then. I understand sort of why we had to summon all this stuff. I I, I don't know. I just feel like it, it's always a big blob of, of CGI and mm-hmm. fan in the hair. I I was just really loving the tension within, within the family. So I, that's a tiny complaint. I still love the movie. I still love everything about it for the most part. But that was one of them. You know, for me, kind of similar with that. It was like with like at the you know in the third act, it's just like okay, you have all of this building up, and then all of a sudden it's like okay, and now Aquafina is Hawkeye, and it's just like that's my other complaint is <laughs> she shot it through the throat. What would have been funny, Marvel, if you're listening, is if she shot the arrow and Goomba or the guy, the her teacher, who it's taken out uh it's like shoot at the throat and she's like all right cool shoots at the throat it's super dramatic and she misses entirely or even or hits the thing in the cheek or something to distract it to then Mm -hmm. the brother and sister can go do something i was like really she she was able to hit that shot or even if she hit shang chi in the shoulder (laughs) (laughs) because she just missed so bad or like almost hit him and he dodged it i don't know i can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, but for her Agreed. to... That's yeah. exactly how I felt watching it. I was just like, okay, now you're, I'm sitting here watching a movie where there's literally a dragon battling this huge thing, and it's like, I can accept all of that. 
I cannot accept her after what three days of training. All yeah. of a sudden, she becomes Katniss Everdeen and shit. Like, <laughs> come on now, like freaking Legolas out here. Let's just keep naming archers. Ivan, Trey, what was? Was there anything? Uh, that was just for the audience approval. I mean, the people like that. People like that corny shit. People like that, you know, disbelief. You know, because if she really did miss, people would be like, oh. I would have laughed. I would have laughed as well. I would have enjoyed it. Not at the movie, but like with the movie. Like this is supposed to be funny. I would have. And like she could have even had like a, like a line, just like, uh, oh shit. Or like, you know. Yeah, right. Yes, just give her. But the whole point is um, giving her a character arc, right? I mean, you're talking about Taserface. I'm just kidding. You're talking about Razorface not having a character arc. But when Aquafina actually does have one, her whole point was that her parents weren't, saying she wasn't amounting to anything, she wasn't doing anything with her life. And then when she does, that was a whole arc of the story of her character, right? Where she developed See? as a person. Exactly. I still no would have respected her for, for hitting it in but the what cheek. is she what would she have done? What was that quote? You, <laughs> you don't, don't you don't hate you don't, you don't aim for anything, you miss everything. Yeah. If, yeah. If you don't aim for anything, you don't hit anything. But you know. we didn't say she shouldn't have hit anything. I mean she could have like hit it in you know the a shoulder. different area or yeah. something. Yeah. Or like I'm just saying, like, <laughs> individual shot, it was just like, okay, come on. It was just, un- it was just disbelief. Yeah. Or you mean if she did the same thing, but she had longer time to yeah. train. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I mean, the yeah. build, because she just shot it after the, her instructor was just taken out, and then boom. So maybe if she was being chased and shot it, or she was being carried and then shoot it, yeah. then that would have been probably a little bit different. Nobody touched her. <laughs> right. All those sperm dragons are flying around, and none of them. Yeah. Mini Cthulhu's soul. Oh god. Soul eaters. Yeah. the 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 last thing that sort of bugged me was, I kind of wish the sister got to beat up the dad or have some sort of confrontation with the dad, because the dad runs through Taolo. He he fights Shang Chi by the river, and then they go to the the giant cave, and the only like resolutions he sort of gets is seeing his dead body as they fly away. I thought it w- might've been cool to see the brother and sister team up to show how strong the dad is and have them try to fight the dad together. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you come out of that. What? Go ahead. I don't think that was her character arc either. Cause if you think about it, she, um, her whole point was that she wasn't able to train. So she wasn't able to uh-huh. use any of it or anything like that. I think her redemption is her taking over the whole the whole uh, ten rings in in general, right? Because she was not even allowed to train, and then she, she kind wanted of built her this father's whole... approval. She wanted to be like her father. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I mean, like I think that's the whole arc right there. It's not that there has to be a confrontation; it has to be an overcoming of what stopped you in the beginning. So it's like overcoming it instead of have to be conflict with another person. Is conflict with an entity rather than I feel like her father? That would have been even better. Like the fact that he was the one that didn't let her train, and so if you know, all of a sudden the you know the brother and the dad are going at it and then out of nowhere she catches the dad off guard mm-hmm. and it's like okay you didn't you know all these years i was just in the background doing my own thing and this is what you missed out on nigga bah, bah, bah. And, you know like <laughs> what's the problem with her if she said that i would have like if she said that here. like that like that was, that was obviously peace translating from, you know it was just too much to have the siblings because it wasn't about both of them overcoming. Mm-hmm. They had their own 
um, like you said, broke own art. They have their own journeys, you know, their own different um, storyline. And it wasn't, it, it, it wouldn't feel right that she had to share that scene with Shang-Chi. It was supposed to be Shang-Chi. Mm, okay. Especially because they, they fight together. Who's going to get um, his rings when he was taken? Five each? Uh, it doesn't work out that way. You That's know. not my job to write how maybe she fell off the cliff because he ring Kamehameha punched her off the cliff. I don't know. I, mean, I don't need to write the that. End, they both get ten rings at the end. Yeah. I mean, he gets he get... the actual ten rings and she gets the organization, but they both get ten rings. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I just don't think sense. her conflict was with, or her, con- like, her conflict was with her dad. I think it was more of proving herself as she wasn't allowed to train, and then mm-hmm. she is um, worthy. Yeah, she that is she worthy. Is worthy. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing I didn't like about the movie: one out of nineteen. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. That's, that's uh, was when you have certain. I guess it it does pertain to like audience and who your who your demographic is. But when you <laughs> when when you have storytelling and you have to continuously show the audience what to think. I think for me is the takeaway. Uh, it takes away from the movie. The flashbacks worked in showing certain events happen and, and they correlate with also uh, what's happening in the movie real time. But also there was a lot of flashbacks that showed you, hey, this is referencing them doing this now is referencing them this, doing this earlier. And that mm-hmm. was a little bit too much for me because then it kind of just makes you think that they don't think their audience is smart enough. Um, there's a lot of movies that I mean, don't do this. You, did you take that as a defense? Did I take that as a defense? No, I think it takes away from the movie. I think if you write your movie in the way that you have your audience think about it, and they're like, "Hey, I remember that," or "Or hey, that metaphorically, like you know, correlates with this," and then they they put it together themselves. It, I think it says a lot more about your movie and in how like when you want to talk about depth of it, if everything's brought up to the surface and shown to you, there's the depth is kind of taken away. That's just my thing. I agree. But at the same time, a lot of people are dumb. There you go. Like, just honestly, that, there that is it. there's a lot of people that are just dumb. And it's just like. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in two hours. And yeah. partial of the movie, it's in um, um, caption. So people who don't speak Chinese, I mean, it's kind of hard to trying to remember what they say and then trying to think about what does this mean? I don't mind the references. Yeah, um, and it's not I, even like the because saying. Because it does help out because some people just like forget because I'm caught up in a moment watching a movie. So with that flashback, it does give some some clarity and some understanding. I don't know if it's too much, but I I was fine with it, especially with movies that has a different language that is not your typical for a all white audience. You know, I I'd appreciate it more from these type of films. Films of, of uh, with PLCs mm-hmm. with different languages. I do appreciate that a lot more. Yeah, because even like just taking into example, let's say like directors like uh, Christopher Nolan or Edgar Wright are very detailed, and you got to they, hu- they have a huge audience. You know what I mean? Like they people love their movies, and because they're so, I'm going to say quote unquote smart, right? I'm not going to say smart in the sense of intellect. I'm going to say smart in the sense of using the right um kind of devices in a movie so that that's my only thing it's just getting used to like loving those types of movies and that's a personal thing of course uh getting used to loving those types of movies um because you feel like you're thinking for yourself and there's sometimes it's up to interpretation um or anything like that 
rather than just it being shown to me and letting me know, hey, you should feel this right now. That's just a, a little thing that I have when I watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Something I enjoyed, I know we were going all over the place, but I like that Katie and uh, Shang-Chi weren't, or at least they, to me, they weren't uh, romantically into each other. It just seemed like two friends who care about each other a lot, maybe even uh, brother-sister. In this film. In, in this film, uh, yeah. I so, think a little bit of distraction. Yeah, for sure. And there have been too many layers. It's like Sang-Chi has to deal with overcoming his mother's death and with his father and having both sides of being... It's like it's too many layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then yeah. it also references uh, Chinese culture, right? When you're talking about PDA, um, it's not even shown that much. And it's actually kind of like frowned upon. Mm. So it, it, I, I think that was a good little subtle hint to it as well. Even if they are lovers, you don't know, even if they're not. Oh, I but see it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like you don't, exp- you don't show it in front of people all the time. And that's kind of a big thing with us. Mm-hmm. Us, the four of us. What did you What did you guys think about the end credits? There were two of them. Wong shows I'm up. Excited. And, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's officially that Sang C, as properly pronounced. Thank you. <laughs> is an <laughs> Avenger. Can't wait to see him perform and kick some people's ass. I like it. I like that this is probably going to tie into other. One thing I like about Marvel films is this continuity. Everything's connected. They're all in the same universe. So it's always excited to see the end credits to see. What does this mean? What is this connected to? Mm-hmm. You have your theories and, and whatnot. And I'm waiting for it to like fully unfold. You yeah. know, if my conspiracy theories in terms of like, where did the rings originally came from? You know, who had it a thousand years prior to that? You know, and it's not alien. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't know. But the next movie coming out is... Eternals. So I'm so excited. So I'm excited. (laughs) Why do you hate Eternals? I got beef with Eternals too, but that's we'll we'll get there in the next that next podcast. I got beef with them already. I kind of want to do it now. Um, Yeah. Well, let's just do this. This isn't the Eternals podcast. Really not. Um, Fine. I always get so excited watching the the end because it's. They've gotten so big now. It's it's fun seeing who pops up in what. And so we we see Wong earlier in the movie, um, and then he shows up again, asks them to come to a chapter meeting, uh, and now there's they're neos, so they have to go to the chapter meeting when called. And so you know the pro fights, you know Captain Marvel and um, Bruce Banner are there. It it's just cool. You watch all these separate movies just build up over time and. You're introducing new characters. It, oh man, I, they can have all my money. I've, I've it's bringing it. the comic books to life. I'm, I've never read, written, um, read a comic book in my life, so it's good to see this un, unfold in the big screen and mm-hmm. in the DV Plus series. So I really hope they actually took to actually incorporate a lot of the s- smaller characters to give them some more backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, like with WandaVision, she have way extra time having those nine episodes. You know, it, it was great to see her. So I can't wait to see the buildup of that. Because if you didn't see WandaVision, you may yeah. not be able to get the backstory in terms of Doctor and so forth, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, I'm really excited to to see all that. Because these characters have so much 
so much backstory, you know, and they're all intertwined. You know, there's there's so intersectionality in terms of all these characters. It's hard to put them all into a two-hour movie. So I'm hoping that Marvel is definitely taking advantage of the Disney Plus series and making um, series of all of, of all these characters. You know, like Hawkeye coming out, mm-hmm. his own new show. So that's straight and She-Hulk. Yeah. You know, so it's straight to see these other characters give them some some recognition, some attention, and so forth. They make us, the viewers, like fall in love with them. Yeah. Raise your fist. I, Greg, I, oh God. I was just thinking back to the, the end credit scene with the pro fights of the Neo, as you, as you mentioned. Um, and it, it was interesting to me that, as mentioned, it was Dr. Banner that was there yeah. and not, not Professor Hulk. So I was interested to see. Okay, what are we gonna are we gonna get some explanation on this? So I mean, I'll, we'll probably have to stick around for She Hulk to figure that one out. I but, thought uh, I missed something. Yeah, like in the TV yeah. shows, I thought I missed something. I was like, huh? He's back. You know. Also, I know we kind of went past this. But one more thing that just kind of irked me. I was just like, what? Again, like, how am I supposed to disbelieve? Like, come on now was when they were on the plane and he was telling the backstory about, you know, oh, and, you know, and I, at this point, I ran away and, you know, I ran to America. And I, and I was just like, so at that point, you're a teenager. Who were you living with? Okay, you're thinking way too in depth. He's in these streets. He's in these streets. But see, he wasn't in the streets because that's when Katie was popping up singing the Hotel California when he was getting bullied. But it was like, okay, so he was obviously he was enrolled in school. So who are you with? He like, went to an. Orphan. I mean, that happens now, though, right? That happens now. People come here at like a really young age. You're like that guy from the movie where those four kids are out to go find a dead body, and he told a joke about the guy who ate too much pie. Oh, stand by me, stand by me, yeah. Uh, and then you're like, right oh, okay. And then what happened? They just went home. Like, there's no continuing. Like, there's no need to go in depth. I'm just saying, once again, I, I can I can, I can post I can turn it's my brain off for a while, but there's certain things that I'm just like. Mm, it's not that deep. I need proof of. Uh, it is. You're of like a residential address. You're like that guy um, from Shang Chi you know, on the bus. And he- <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Thank you. Just like oh, nothing you said. Um, I, you just reminded me of uh, my fourth thing that, that irked me about the movie was they're supposed to be, how old would you say, like 28? Mid-20s. Uh, mid-20s? Mid-20s, yeah. For her song to be Hotel California, that that bugged me a bit. I was like, why wouldn't it be a song? I'm trying to do the math. I'm terrible right now. But wouldn't it be a 90s song? Like if you're a kid. And then, yeah, of course, your parents listen to whatever. So then you listen to but. It felt strange that it was Hotel California. Uh, when they did karaoke, there was no hip hop songs. <laughs> like it, things like like little things like this sort of bug me. Of course, they did. You were waiting for some gender, some Gen Z references. It's like something they yeah. should have done like now. Yeah, like it, it's weird that we're still pulling on these very old white songs, where it it wouldn't be something from the '90s for her to to just yell out as a kid. Then when they did karaoke, it was like Aerosmith, the Aladdin song, and then something else. But I, I don't know. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. uh, Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I retract my, 
I it did all sound relevant. And the only reason I know that was because I was reading something online where the other day somebody was like, Lil Nas X survived Thanos' snap. Oh, shit. Just because if you do the math between the years and everything, this is when Old Town Road came out. And oh, my God. It would have been after the snap. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Do you guys have any other thoughts on anything? I'm good. All right. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm good. Wow. Okay. So and another would... thing. I'm just kidding. I'm totally I, no one, I don't think we heard what you said. <laughs> I know. It's fine. It's, like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> why do you, in five minutes, can you tell us why you're mad at Eternals? I'm not mad at Eternals. Either one of you. Greg is oh. also mad at Eternals. I'm not mad at it. I'm just not excited for it. I'm super excited. Oh, no, you. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at it. I'm, su- I'm super excited to see it. I just, <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, even in the trailer where they, they mention, you know, we were told not to interfere. We've been around for 7,000 years, and we were told not to interfere with any, you know, human conflicts. I'm just like, you were around for 7,000 years, and even though you were told, quote-unquote, not to interfere, you were like, oh, slavery, we're, that's cool. We're going to allow that. All of these things that have happened, you're just like, eh, eh we'll, we'll let the humans sort it out. It's just like, okay, I, I feel like you could have done a little bit more, but... I mean, they're they're gonna have to come up with a very scary, like authority figure for them to not have exactly. interfered, you know. So I guess we'll. That would be uh, interesting. I don't think they would do it like this, but like in a montage of just terrible events throughout human history, and them going, "Should we? No, not even this. Fine," and like just different things throughout history, and it's to see like what would find. Yeah, you're, you're fine with yeah. this. All these All people cost. dying. No, okay. Yeah. All right. All of these people. No, nothing. No, no. You're you're cool with that. All right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of has to do like that whole concept has to do with free will and and like a higher power, right? Like a lot of people touch on you why. You were fine they... five seconds ago with genocide from by Thanos. For me? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. fine with it. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm saying that whole idea that you're talking about has to do with free will and and not controlling every aspect and seeing. Like when people talk about like sometimes religion correlates with higher power, that's what they talk about is, oh, why are they okay with all these people with AIDS kind of thing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a question bigger than the movie. <laughs> no, nope, we'll I think the Loki season two. Oh, you're going to that. <laughs> We're going to find out in Blade featuring Mahershala. <laughs> Oh, yes, please. Um, But also to touch on the whole thing you brought up in the beginning where, um, oh, why did it take four years for Disney to come Uh out with Uh another person of character? I'm ready for this. Have you seen Thunder Force? Get the fuck out of here. Have you seen it? What is that? That's what I thought. On Netflix? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that Melissa McCarthy? Yes. It is. Yes. Yes. But yes. but Octavia Spencer is a, a superhero in that movie, right? Are they Marvel? Both, is it a Marvel? Yes. But that's property. what I'm saying. It's not. It's not. No, it's not it's Marvel. A Netflix but, film. But it's a superhero movie. You were talking about why did it take so long for a superhero to be of color? I, I meant of reference to the Marvel Studios. <clears throat> no, that's not what you said. <laughs> I even posted it. That's not what you said. Yeah. I feel like it was implied, Rogue. Uh, I, no, I that's, what, that's what I'm saying. But that's not like there's all these movies. And what is it? That one with Jamie Foxx on netflix as well project the project power, power movie yeah people of color was What's like that? marvel 
But that's okay, what I'm they saying. Is, people from low-income neighborhoods have power for like 30 seconds and then they die. And then but they that exploded. wasn't. That's not. We're not talking about income. We're talking about do people of color but get they were in the battle. I mean, that's what we're talking about, about, right? Income. But Thunder Force, she was a millionaire. Come back to Marvel and Disney. Come back to... You said people of color aren't superheroes. I posted. He specifically said Marvel... He did not specifically say it. We will... We'll we'll go back to the tape. We're going to go back to the tape. Can you uh, go back? Yeah, play that back. Have you seen the movie Ma? Yeah. Does she have superpowers in it? Then you just prove. Nobody I mean, was a black villain. Was. Like, which was awesome. I know. Oh, oh my god. Oh no. I, I just yeah. I'm just saying. Well, because I was talking with Serena about it, and she said, "Well, doesn't it take a while to like actually write a movie and then fund and then cast and then shoot it and then edit it?" And I go, "Okay, sure, fine." But the next chunk of movies is, you know, another Spider-Man sequel, Doctor Strange. Uh, why can't I think of more off the top of my head? Hawkeye is a, a series. You know, it's just they're making plans, right? There is a Black Panther sequel and then Blade sometime in the future. But, you know, it's just uh, after the movie, Serena was just like, I'm just waiting for the Latinx Marvel superhero. Where's that at? And, you know, the Ms. Marvel, the Indian She's um. She's not Latinx. That's Indian. No, but she, I mean, she's people of color. No, An Indian little girl, super. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited for that. And America Chavez is apparently in Doctor Strange, and she's a Latinx. Um, America I'm, No. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna end this. Um, my question is why? Why is it all on on Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the studio? Why is it all on them? You have other... it gonna be on DC. But that's Come what I'm on. saying. But but they why? They own the rights to all the Marvel comics. But this is what I'm saying. But there's other studios putting out movies with people of color as the lead person with superpowers. Like, why is everyone getting up in arms about one studio when it's a, it, when it's it, the Hollywood and cinema in general, right? Isn't that what? Yeah, like, what, but they're also but after, the biggest you know, with these movies. I mean, you expect more. You know, when you saw like uh, Black Panther. You wanted another black superhero, you know. Now we saw saying, "See, we want another Asian superhero." You know, we, we wanted more. You gave us more. You set the bar very high. We want more of it. We want to keep going. Yeah. But true, other studios who own rights to other characters, not from Marvel comics, from other, then, then yeah, I don't know any other minorities from DC. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. see, but see, the thing is, with as far as if we're gonna go down that road, DC has a ton of properties that are, you know, that are characters that are people of color, that they could be making, you know, different films or, you know, series with, but yet and still they just continue to try and we can redo Batman. There's only so many times you can redo Superman. It's like, okay, why? Come on now. Like you have all of these, you know, you have all of these things that you can pull from, but it's, I, I mean, Jason Momoa has been in it for a while, and he's an Islander. You know what I mean? Like, he's been a staple character in the DC universe. And no, everybody hated Aquaman. Aquaman. And he made Aquaman like, cool as fuck. And that's yeah, that's the, thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It's and like Wonder like, Woman, this is... Middle Eastern. Yeah, okay. thank you. But staple character. only came around how many years ago? Huh? How many years ago did Wonder Woman and, and, uh, and Aquaman, did they get put into effect? 
It's know, only it's basically the same situation. They're they're very recent with actually promoting people of color and everything and putting them in the forefront. But even with that, they still were, you know, they've still had how many countless re-imagings of, you know, of Superman and Batman, and they're still well, doing I mean, they just have to find their footing. And I definitely do understand, you know, that's why Marvel just, you know, did not want to count all the other movies, all the old Spider-Man movies. They wanted to have this Until. one universe now. So anything before <laughs> Iron Man doesn't count. Basically, is what Marvel's saying. With DC, anything before a certain time, you know, it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah. I see that because they're trying to keep Sorry. it on the same interviews. You know, that's why they all connected. And I do love that they made Aquaman, um, um, Seth Gardner. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have to do that, but I'm glad they did. It was, yeah. it was awesome. It, it worked perfectly with the scales to match his tattoos. I mean, I loved it. All Polynesians loved it. So I was yeah. here for it. I can't wait for Aquaman too. I think myself and billions of people are are mad i'm just kidding at uh marvel and disney is they are the biggest in the game as far as making superhero movies and they have this huge platform so it's sort of the idea of you probably have a responsibility to to do this you you could make somebody of a different uh ethnicity or or race so many people see this move these movies and you know to see another white person or whatever uh, yeah i get you know white person it's sort of disheartening i mean these are great like my son gets to grow up with movies like shang chi and black panther and and raya and all these like really prominent people of color in these films but then you know, we had we had a uh, uh, Spider Verse with Miles Morales, but then is that half? Is there a part two coming to that? Like it? Yes. Or, you, oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. There are some problems with the dude, but uh, there, there are. But it, okay. Talk well, about. you know, it, so I, I think it just uh, you know we we expect a lot from from them as the biggest game in town. And I feel like it, it sucks to say, but it's like at the end of the day, like let's let's be real. These are corporations and it's mm-hmm. like they there was always the expectation of these types of movies won't sell these mm-hmm. types of movies won't sell overseas and so then it's like when you actually have uh you know you put out black panther and it came in with however many you know Brazilians. however much money that it, yeah it made so much money then all of a sudden it's like oh wait a minute people of color actually have money too they want to see themselves represented and so now it's like oh well now we can you know we can actually start to to move forward with this it's like as much as the credit that i want to give them and be like well now they're you know they are coming around with it's like at the end of the day they're you know they're just kind of seeing the dollar yeah i sorry you kind of showed off there they're kind of what dollar signs yeah well, it may, may be slow on um, road that they're actually making movies of minorities, but they're but they're doing it. Yeah, you know they are doing it. We're seeing it right on the big screen, and they're making money, so they want more of it. I guess I'm gonna go watch Thunder oh. Force and Aquaman. Um, Don't watch Thunder Force; it was horrible. <laughs> damn it! Really? Yeah, it's it was horrible. Funny. It's cheesy funny. It's cheesy. It's terrible. <laughs> I love both of them. Go All watch right. it. Go watch it. Go I'll watch, watch Aquaman it. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, watch the cheesy movie first, so you'd be disappointed. And then watch all the movies. You enjoyed it. True, very true. Okay, thank you guys for doing this. And that was very short notice, and now it's late. I really appreciate it. This cheered me up a lot. Uh, so thank you guys.
I miss I miss you all. Thanks for asking us to be on your sense. Yeah, you forced it. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how else am I gonna represent Chinese people in your podcast? There's yeah. four how Chinese. How am I gonna represent Chinese people? Well, my huh? people are descendants from China, so <laughs> poly Asian. Yeah. There we go. See. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did well. For my own thing. And this is what you missed out on, nigga. Bah, bah, bah. You know, like, <laughs> what's the problem with her? If she said that, I would have liked it. If she said that. Like that. Like that was, that was obviously peace translating.